Grace and peace to you, friends. Welcome to the Oak Tree Journeys. My name is Mandy Oaks, and you are joining the Encyclopedia Challenge. Now, before I get into uh, the Encyclopedia Challenge, and if you're new, if you're new uh, to the Encyclopedia Challenge, you may be wondering, hey, what is this? Well, what it is is um, I read the encyclopedia to you, uh, the entire encyclopedia, we are still in the letters, letter A right now, so, so if you've missed anything, feel free to go to theoaktreejourneys.com, click on Encyclopedia Challenge, and there you will find a list of words uh, that we've already done, and uh, you'll also see links to podcasts and YouTube videos. And some of the YouTube videos, as most of you know, um, are just the clips now, and um, the full show is on the podcast. So, uh, that is theoaktreejourneys.com, and we also do deep dives, or we're going to. Uh, you may see, as you're exploring the Encyclopedia Challenge, you may see some of the words starred. Those starred words are going to be in the bonus video. So far, we have three starred words, and I don't have my list of words with me, so I can't remember what they, what they are. I know one is abnormal psychology, because that's what I studied, uh, so... <laughs> That's, uh, if I forgot that one, you know, that, that wouldn't be good. But, um, once I get five or more words, we will do a deeper dive bonus video. And uh, that's where I go outside of the two encyclopedias that we're working on. We're reading from the New Imperial Encyclopedia and Dictionary from 1909. Yes, you heard that right, 1909. And the Encyclopedia Americana from 1956. So those are the two that we're reading from. So uh, but before I begin, uh, I am very, very excited. Now, I was going to do a video. Uh, however, that video uh, is a no-go uh, because I injured myself today and I'm having to keep my foot out elevated and it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> so, um, and I, I would have to hold the phone up so you could see me and, and I just don't want to do that, all that, but... If you notice, if you're watching YouTube, if you notice on your screen, it did switch to an envelope. Now, this is what I'm excited about. I am excited because I received an honorable mention from the Writers of the Future contest. That's L. L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future contest. And uh, if you've never tried it, see, I'm a, I'm a writer and an, I'm a runner and I'm also a hiker and a Sunday school teacher. I uh, wear lots of hats. Um, <laughs> All that makes it part of me. Uh, so, but I'm a writer, and I love submitting to the L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future contest. And if you are a writer, or if you've wanted to dabble in writing, um, and you write sci-fi or fantasy, then you should check them out. Um, you could do a quick Google search, Writers of the Future contest, and it'll bring you right to it. Um, but... I don't remember what story I submitted to get this honorable mention. <laughs> so, so that's why I wanted to wait to uh, open the certificate uh, on video. I was going to open it on video, but due to my injury, that <laughs> happened about... Um, let me back up. My injury happened on a hike. I was... My doggie and I were less than half a mile away from the trailhead, and something snapped in my foot. I've never had anything snap like that. 
Um, I never heard anything make that noise before. Um, so my foot is now elevated with some apple cider vinegar and some ice and I took some Aleve. Um, so yeah, I'll <laughs> see what happens there. But I do, I did want to wait to open this because, um, I'm very excited about it. And I hope you're excited for me because I really do not know what story I submitted. I submitted so many stories one month, um, that I just lost track of them all. So... Instead of watching me open it, uh, you get to listen to me open it. And for you podcast people out there, this is a fairly big envelope. It says L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future Contest, 7051 Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood, California, 90028-6041, Honorable Mention Mandy Oaks. So, let's check it out. Um, it should have the story on the certificate. So let's just see here. And uh, I did take my address off of, or I covered my address up for those of you watching on YouTube. Okay. So it says L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future contest does hereby certify that Mandy Oaks is awarded the is awarded the certificate of honorable mention for their story Memories of the Chosen. Oh, how cool is that? And uh, that was for the first quarter of 2021. All right. And Memories of the Chosen is one of my favorite short stories. Um, a couple of people read it for me uh, and gave me really good advice on how to fix it a few years ago. Uh, that, it is one of my favorites. Uh, wow. So that's really cool. So if anyone from L. Ron Hubbard's Writers of the Future contest is listening... Thank you so much. I feel very honored to receive this. I'm very, very excited, and I can't wait to submit another one. Now, I did submit one for, I think, the fourth quarter or third. I don't remember which quarter, um, but I got it in, in the nick of time on June 30th uh, because it was California time and not Eastern time, and that's how I was able to do it. If it was Eastern time, it would have been late. Um, but, yeah, uh, I stayed up. Till almost 3 a.m. Eastern Time working on that one. And I, like I said, I submitted it just in the nick of time. So I'm very, very excited about that story, too. It was fun to write, and I'm excited about this one. So thank you guys so, so much. Um, it's, it's a wonderful honor, and I highly appreciate it. Uh, so now that uh, I've opened that and we know what story it was that I submitted, uh, let's get into the reason why you're here. Um, and that is encyclopedia entries. So, and I know that's that's why I'm here. I, I love the encyclopedia. I'm enjoying this. Uh, I do go back and I do read them. Uh, or not read them. I do go back and I listen to these podcasts. Uh, because that's the whole purpose. Is there were no audiobooks out there uh, for me to listen to. So, I do go back and listen and... That's how the that's why there's no more music in the background of these. Um, even my niece and nephew were like, "Ah, oh, take out the music. <laughs> the music is terrible." I'm like, "Yeah, I agree." So, so yeah. Um, but I I do know that there are some sound issues, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, we're doing the I'm doing the we're doing the best we can right now with what we got. So let's go to the to the words. Now we we ended with abstraction yesterday 
So the word we're going with today is abstracted. So abstracted, and that is an adverb, and it simply means unbound. So abstracted means unbound. Okay, next word is abstruse, another adverb. Thrust away from one's sight, concealed, difficult to be understood, obscure in meaning, abstrusely, in an abstruse or hidden manner. Abstruseness, noun, darkness in meaning, obscurity, synonym of abstruse, recondite, obscure, curious. Now, that is a curious word, abstruse. I like that word. And the next word is absurd. Literally, it's absurd. <laughs> it's an adverb. means not agreeable to the ears or not fit to be heard, not agreeable to reason or common sense. What is plainly opposite to the truth, contemptibly foolish, absurdly, adverb, absurdity, noun, that which is not in accordance with reason or common sense, also absurdness, noun. Synonym of absurd, foolish, irrational, preposterous, incongruous, inconsistent, ridiculous. And anyone who's a Harry Potter fan, ridiculous. I, I'm not, I, well, I was not saying it right, but you get them, you get the drift. Nonsensical. Now, I love that word, nonsensical. Okay, and the next word is actually a person's name. And it's spelled A as an apple, B as in boy, T as in Tom, but the last name is pronounced apt. It's apt friend, Franz, or Franz apt. He was a musical composer, so for all of you musicians out there, a musical composer born in 1819 on December 22nd, died 1885, March 31st. He was born in Eilenburg, Prussian Saxony. A writer of popular songs, the best known of his 200, well, 200 compositions being When the Swallows Homeward Fly. Okay, so that sounds like a very cool person. And we're going to switch to the 1956 um, and read about him there as well. So... That was what they had to say about him in the New Imperial Encyclopedia and Dictionary of 1909. But let's see what they have to say about him in the Encyclopedia Americana Dictionary of 1956. So, Apt Franz, a German composer and conductor, born in Eilenburg, December 22nd, 1819, died Wissenbaden, March 31st of 1885. He studied theology at Leipzig but abandoned it for music at Mendelssohn's instance. In 1841, he became Koppelmeister at the Court Theater in Bernburg. Shortly afterward, he relinquished the post for a similar one in Zurich, where he, where he remained till 1852. He was then called to Brunswick as chief conductor of the orchestra in the Royal Theater and made court orchestra, or excuse me, I'm sorry, and made court Koppelmeister in 1855. In 1872, he went to the United States at the invitation of a number of choral societies and was favorably received. He conducted at the famous Peace Jubilee in Boston in that year. 
1882, he retired to Weisbaden on a pension. Many of his songs, for example, When the Swallows Homeward Fly, Good Night, Thou, thou Child of My Heart, O Ye Tears, have endeared themselves to the hearts of the people all over the world. So there we got a lot more information about him. Uh, he sounds like uh, he would have been a really cool person to, uh, and I know I use the word cool a lot, uh, <laughs> but he would have been, it would have been nice to hear his music. And uh, if you get a chance, you should look him up uh, online. And that's Franz Apt, and that's A-B-T, not A-P-T. But with that, we are going to take a much-needed break, or much-needed for me anyway. And I'll see you in just a little bit. Welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed your break. I got some hot tea and rearranged my foot. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we stopped um, at Apt Franz. That's A, a is an apple, B is in boy, T is in Thomas, but pronounced apt. Uh, the next word uh, has two different, <laughs> two different definitions. Um, and it is spelled A as an apple, B as in boy, U as an umbrella. But the first definition is pronounced a bull. And it is a mountain of India in the territory of Sorali, Rajputana, rising far above any other of the Aravoli Ridge and said to be about 5,000 feet above the sea. The base is broad, its circuit being estimated at 40 or 50 miles. The summit is very irregular and divided into many peaks. It is a celebrated place of pilgrimage especially for the Janus, who have a magnificent group of four temples at Delora, about the middle of the mountain, one of which is described as, quote, the most superb of all the temples in India, end quote. Before, it is an equestrian statue of the founder, Bimol Sa, a Jain merchant of Anilwara. All the temples exhibit symptoms of decay. The summit of Abo is about 40 miles northeast from the British cantonment of Disa, and it has lately begun to be used as a sanitarium. So I wonder if that's true today. This was, remember this was 1909, so if anyone knows about it, uh, or if anyone wants to take a deeper dive into the mountain of India, Abul, let me know. Uh, remember, whenever we get five or more uh, words to do a deeper dive, we'll have a bonus video or a bonus podcast. All right, and the next one is Abu. Uh, which is spelled the same way, um, but it's also bu, B-U, and it's Arab for father. Prefixed to many Arabic proper names as the equivalent syllable A-B is prefixed to Hebrew names. An example, Abu Bekter, father of the virgin, Aisha, but Abu, like Ab, often signifies merely possessor. I'm sorry, possessor. As in Abu Abu Fida, possessor of fidelity, the trusty Abner, the brilliant, literally father or possessor of light. Okay, so there's two def- two different definitions and two different ways of pronouncing pronouncing it. Okay, and the next uh, one is a name, and it is Abu Becker, which means father of the virgin. Aisha, the wife of Muhammad. 
and uh, it is he was born 572 died in 635 a man of great influence in the Koresh tribe who in 632 when Muhammad died was made the first caliph or successor of the prophet after defeating his enemies in Arabia and warring successfully against Babylonia Syria and the Byzantine emperor Heracles Abu Bakr died and was buried at Medina near the remains of Muhammad and his wife Aisha. Okay, and the next one is another name. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Abola Faraj. Uh, let, let me try that again. Um, Abol Faraj. Abol Faraj. Called also Barhebrius i.e. son of the Hebrew, as being by birth a Jew, though afterwards a Christian. Born 1226 to 1286, born in Malaysia in Armenia, so distinguished for knowledge of the Syriac, Arabic, and Greek languages, and of philosophy, theology, and medicine, that he was called the Phoenix of the Age. That's a pretty neat nickname, Phoenix of the Age. Oh, wow, at the age of 20... He was made Bishop of Gula and afterwards of Aleppo and rose to the rank of Mafrion, the highest dignity among the Jacobite Christians next to the Patriarch. Of his numerous Syriac and Arabic writings, most of which lie buried in the Library of the Vatican, the best known is a chronicle in Syriac of universal history from Adam down to his own time. The first part of it was published at Leipzig, in 1789, the rest, three volumes, at Louvain from 1872 to 1874. He himself abridged this work in Arabic under the title of History of the Dynasties, edited by, edited by Pocock, Arab, and Latin Oxford in 1663. Among his theological writings may be mentioned his Magazine of Mysteries, a commentary on the Syriac version of the Bible. Oh, and it ends there. <laughs> it, it looked like it was getting ready to keep going. So it ends with, um, he meant, uh, let's see here, his magazine of mysteries, a commentary of the Syriac version of the Bible. Okay. Right, and we have another word. Um, and this is also a name, Abulfida, or Abul, Abulfeda. There we go, Abulfeda. Uh, <clears throat> born in twelve seventy three, died in thirteen thirty one. Born in Damascus, he was a Muslim or Muslim prince known as a writer of history. During his youth, he distinguished himself in several campaigns against the Christian kingdom founded by the Crusaders. From 1310 till his death, he ruled the Principality of Hamet in Syria. He visited Egypt and Arabia, patronized literature and science, and left several important works in Arabic, among which are his annals, the earlier portion of which has been edited by Flesher under the title of Historia and Islamica, Lip in 1831, and the rest by Risky in the annals of Muslimici in Copenhagen, I think is what that is, um, from 1789 to 1794. 
He also wrote a geography which has been edited with a French translation by Renaud and Deslane, I believe that's Paris in 1848, and by Reski, Dresden, 1842. All of these accomplished men, that's pretty cool. Okay, and the next word is not, uh, this is not a uh, name, so Abuela, or I'm sorry, Abulia, or Abuelia. It's a noun, and it means impairment of the powers of will. There is no paralysis of the muscles and often no lack of desire or appreciation of that which is to be done. But the passage from desire to accomplishment of movement cannot be made save with the greatest difficulty. The condition appears to be occasioned at times by weakness of the motives to action, sometimes by a morbid fear as to the outcome and sometimes by an excess of ideas that conflict with one another and thus prevent the execution of any. Abulia occurs now and then in the form of inability to suppress semi-automatic acts. The disease is met with in various forms of nervous disorder, ranging all the way in severity from neurasthenia to insanity. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was a, a disease <laughs> whenever I first started reading it. Okay, and the next word is abundance or abundant, etc. So see under abound. So we don't get to find out how they define those until we get to abound. Or, or oh, actually, we already read abound, didn't we? Yep, yeah, we sure did. Okay. And the next word is abuse, which is a verb. And to, it means to use improperly, to treat wrongly or ill, to misuse anything, to violate, to revile, in Old English, to deceive, to impose on, ill use of anything, rude approach, misapplication, abusing, abused, abuser, one who, abuseful, full of abuse, abusive, employing bad language, treating ill, reviling, containing abuse, abusively, in the manner of abuse by an improper or wrong use, Abusiveness, noun, the quality of being abusive, rudeness or foulness of language. Synonym of abuse is to misuse, revile, vilify, reproach, deceive, injure, maltreat. Of abuse, noun, invective, reproach, insult. Here's a word I, I've never seen before. Uh, scurrility, opprobrium, contumely. Of abusive, scurrilous, offensive, reviling, opprobrious, insulting, insolent, injurious. Okay. So many synonyms for one word. Goodness. <laughs> All right. And we've got time for one last word. Um, and that's a but. Verb. And it is to border upon, particularly at the end, to touch, to be contagious. Abutting is an adjective facing each other and contagious. Abutted, abutols, the buttings or boundaries of lands, particularly at the ends, the sides or the breadth of lands are properly adjacent or bordering, and the ends of their length abutting or bounding. Abutment, noun, that which borders upon, that which supports the end of a bridge. Okay, 
So we uh, went from obstructed to a butt. And when we uh, meet again tomorrow, uh, we will have the word abutalon. Abutalon. So we'll start with that tomorrow. Um, and I'll give you an update on my leg. And thank you again uh, to the Writers of the Future contest. Um, I definitely appreciate the honorable mention for my short story, Members of the Chosen. And I feel very honored to have received it. Uh, thank you all very much, and I hope you have a blessed day.